This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dumb Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Cassie Jerkins. And today we have a great episode with Mark David Christensen. And we talk about the Saga comic book series. This is a really great comic book series. If you read comics, I'm sure you're probably already reading this. And if maybe you've never read comics before, but want to give it a try. Saga is a great, great comic book series to try out. The writer and creator of Saga is Brian K. Vaughn, and the artist is Fiona Staples. It's uh, one of the most popular comic book series right now, and people of all ages read it and love it. So this is a great comic book series that we're going to get into with Mark David Christensen. Mark David Christensen is the host of I Will Watch Anything Once, a podcast also hosted on Boardwalk Audio. I will watch anything once. Dave has a guest on and they make him watch a movie he's never seen before. And then they talk about it. I was on recently. The up should be coming out soon. I make Dave watch one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. Richard Linklater's Bernie. It'll be a fun episode. You can also follow Dave on Twitter and Instagram at Hobbit138. And just a reminder, guys, if you're shopping on Amazon, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash dumbnerds and click on that support our artist button. It'll take you straight to Amazon. Without further ado, let's get into it. Without further ado, let's get into the comic book series Saga. Let's just jump into it. Okay. <laughs> We're here with Mark David Christensen talking about Saga, the comic book series. Yes. <laughs> One of the greatest comic book series, I think, in the world, created by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, there's a issue magically appeared. Is that the first one? This is, yeah, this is chapter one. Yeah. Issue one, chapter one. They do them by chapter. They call each issue a chapter. Mm-hmm. So they're now up to... 42? Is it 42? I always lose... Tri- I mean, I'm just... Assuming that the, this Wikipedia page is getting updated on I'm a, regular... Yeah, it's it 42 is the last one. I can't remember. I don't know when the, this is... I was a little behind and I barely just caught up because I, I have them on hold at my comic book store, Secret oh, Headquarters. Nice, nice. <laughs> uh, it's a great comic book store and it also feels adult in there. They ha- And it's all like nice wood. They don't have wire racks, which is a big issue of mine. Mm-hmm. I don't like wire racks <laughs> in comic book stores. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they just ended for- 42 and then they went into hiatus. Okay. I don't know when the hiatus ends. Usually I don't know. I usually just show up at my comic book store and, and the issues like, will hey, be we waiting. Have one for you? Yeah, yeah, I just go in and check my holds and then they'll be there waiting for me. Oh, nice. I kind of don't. I'm a comic book reader, but I'm not a person that um, I don't read i don't stay up to date on mm-hmm. what's coming out next okay yeah yeah I kinda you're not like, like that hardcore where like the midnight it comes out you're like waiting in line or I'm not. Ready to go. i'll find out like early on like what i like and then i'll like this saga luckily like this is one coming out and i was like oh i think i'm gonna want to read that mm-hmm. and started from issue one yeah and then have been reading it ever since but I'm not. I'm not looking at websites and seeing who what's new. Oh, and you, like fan theories and uh, stuff like that. You can never. I don't like fan theories. <laughs> I'm not a big fan yeah. of fan theories. Yeah. No. 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 Same. Even uh, like for TV shows, I'm not a big fan of sitting yeah. there guessing, like trying to get ahead of a TV show. I mean, there's a little bit of that, like if I'm watching it with a group or like in 
general like social conversation, but the, you're never going to catch me on like on a Online, forum or, to, yeah. or even like that curious and like trying to solve it. I'm more so just like, why not? I like the idea just of like wondering and like, but I'm like, no, I don't need to be like ahead of anything. <laughs> I think that's like a healthy way to to look at TV shows and comic books and stuff. It's because I think some people they just they literally live for it and yeah, and that doesn't. I think it takes the fun out of it. I think so too. And I'm somebody like I kind of like pride myself a little bit that I've watched. This is called like maybe a little bit of pride and a little bit of like a little bit of a flaw for what I've watched so many movies along the way and story and stuff that you sort of know all the tropes mm-hmm. so you could spot things coming sometimes and but i had to like train myself to be like to sort of turn that off totally that makes sense and like yeah. get, allow myself to be caught up in a movie don't mm. don't because you've had prior like viewings of different movies yeah. and, or you just know sort of story structure and stuff kind of like let yourself still be surprised now i mean if a movie pulls it off they pull it off but yeah. there's movies where you're like ugh, all i do is see your structure then I'm right like, yeah i, I think don't care. That, that's why some movies people freak out over like uh i remember when inception came out and everyone mm-hmm. was so blown away with it just because they figured out a surprising twist that most people didn't see coming uh oh really I can't even remember. I, I think it was just either. like a different format than, you know, the usual structure. It yeah. was like, oh, we're going deeper into the conscious and, you know, rules. Oh, I, I, oh, I thought you meant like audiences figured out the twist of the movie. Oh, no. Sorry. I, think, I was. I think they confused. were. I think one of the reasons why it was so popular was it was refreshing. for. People. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I don't I'm not even a fan of that movie and I'll give it that. Yeah. Same. <laughs> like, like I went and saw it and was like. <laughs> This is what everyone was freaking out over. Yeah, okay. like I was like, this time's movie's fine, but yeah, I, yeah. it feels like there's some. Yeah, we don't need to critique it. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> no, no, it's no. such an old movie. It was such an old movie. I, I critique enough stuff privately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on my own, like on my own <laughs> podcast, I'm like, well, let me. I like, I'm like, I'm like, I wonder how many things are recorded that I'm me talking shit on stuff. <laughs> and then what if I ever get offered a job as an actor that I'm like in love with? Is the one thing that's going to stop me from getting is like, <laughs> oh, you talk shit on Batman versus Superman <laughs> online, and we have those twitters, and I'm yeah, like, ah, yeah. oh, damn yeah, it, we have your tweets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, especially now that we know it's a thing where people will scout through your tweets and find any 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 bad tweet and make you a bad person i hope they just find out that i'm boring (laughs) yeah not fun boring tweeter (laughs) so tell me about saga great sagas oh god how do we where do we start where have we been because like from what i like briefly read i i don't read a lot of interviews with the creators or Mm -hmm. artists i'm not like i don't know i mean if you put them on charlie rose i'd probably watch it so only interviews with charlie rose i'm a big charlie yeah. rose fan but i'm also i just don't dig for interviews <laughs> See, but i like charlie yeah. rose i think he's a good interviewer mm-hmm. and also i think he's very like i don't know he just asks good questions yeah well, this is perfect because you've read them. I haven't been able to read them, oh, but you I haven't? watched They're... a lot of interviews today and oh, read, great. read more of the behind the scenes. I want to hear more than about that. I want okay. you to inform me a little bit. So when I, from what I'm aware of is that Brian, Brian K. Vaughn wanted to create a comic book that he thought could never be adapted. Yeah, that's... That's his whole, mm-hmm. like, sort of inspiration for this. I don't, right. I'm not going to say that's his entire... Right. But I think he did have a goal of, like, setting for himself that, like, we're going to try to... I'm going to try to make something that it, that's not meant to be... Right. Bought or sold. It's mm-hmm. just meant to exist in the... In the what's the word? Uh, not format. Uh, medium. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think he succeeds highly. Awesome. I mean, you awesome. could definitely, I mean, there could be an argument made that like with CGI or animation, right. you can make it, but, yeah. but I don't at the same time, I think he is just purposely trying to push boundaries and it's not just the visuals. It's like very much the content. Yes, There's some yes. sexually graphic stuff in here that right. I don't think any TV or film would, would be like, we're going to let this slide. Yeah. Well, one of, from one of the interviews I watched, uh, they purposely, uh, he loved Fiona's idea to have the woman in the picture uh, breastfeeding. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, because that right off the bat is like, hey, if this makes you uncomfortable, then this isn't for you. Yeah. They're uh. very, there's, there's, that's just like one of them too, I think. Yeah. Off the cover. Like we'll pull all of them out. <laughs> uh, I mean, the story is so, so much. Okay. I, I, I'm really bad. Cause while Do you I want me to read the, the synopsis, cause I'm just, I'm, I tend to be really bad on remembering character names. Mm-hmm. I'm not a person that goes, this is weird to say, but I like when I walk away from it, I'm not always like, I got to remember everything. Cause I'm like, well, I could just go back to the story and then I know yeah, I don't need to like boom, fill my head up right there. So the two, there's two races. So essentially like this is in this, this alternate universe galaxy somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, there's these two races, ones that have horns, the ones that are known for their wings. And does it say what they are? Because I um, honestly am so. Any fan of Saga that's listening to me talk about this is like probably hating their me. head. Yeah. Well, here I'll read. I'll read this. Uh, <laughs> the opening volume introduces the series leads Alana and Marco, two lovers from different worlds whose people are at war with one another. Yeah. Alana comes from the technologically advanced Landfall Coalition, so named after Landfall, the largest planet in the galaxy, and Marco is from Reef, Landfall's only satellite whose peoples wield magic. Yeah, he's Oh, that's magic. cool. And yeah. he's the guy with the horns. Yes. Uh-huh. Le- uh, Reith, they have horns. But basically, they fall in love with each other, and they're like, fuck war, we're going to run away on the outskirts yeah. of the galaxy and have a baby. So that's when really Hazel. it kicks off. I, yes. Because the narrator is the is the child. Yeah, which I think is very It's really good. It's really good. The, the voice of the narrator is awesome and this is the first time brian has narration in his comics which, which i was reading about yeah and i think he does a really good job of it because i think sometimes i get irritated by nar- narration mm-hmm. in comic books i'm a big marvel fan and i like dc as well i'm just not as versed in the dc world because some of it but like there's a lot of like i've been falling more and more off of the marvel trains mm-hmm. with this third and regular books mainly because sometimes the narration doesn't feel like narration in a sense of like really meant for story uh-huh. it's like it's treating you as the reader like you didn't read the last fucking issue oh. it's like somebody down yeah, the line like yeah like yeah. It's, and it's like a marketing thing or something like mm-hmm. we need to make sure that if you pick up the book you can be caught up and i'm like i don't one i just don't understand that mentality yeah because it's like you have to like every issue catch me up like have a little thing right. or like even in the dialogue it's like Sometimes it's just like gets too over explainy. Very soap opery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, you're reminding me of this and this. And his narration, I feel like, doesn't get in the way of story. Yeah. It doesn't become repetitive or like even movie narration can bother me in mm-hmm. some degree because mm-hmm. if you're like having narration in the sense you're giving me the same information more than once or you're not like contrasting like, oh, this bit of narration is like sort of counter to what you're actually seeing. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which totally. can be a joke. 
joke or just to show another side of a character. You know what I mean? Like, I like, it's always fun to have like a false narrator, you know? Yeah. Who's sort of like a liar and he's taking on one thing and what you're seeing is actually different and so uh-huh. forth. But like, like there's, there's a movie I love that I think I hate the narration in it. Uh, did you ever see Road to Perdition? Long, long time ago. I love this movie. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can honestly say I love it. I think it's great. Other than the two, like... The narration at the top and the end of the movie. I don't uh-huh. think it's. I don't think it helps. Okay. It feels yeah. like a little bit of an add-on later on. Mm-hmm. It might not have been. Yeah. But it feels like. Uh, let's just make sure that people know what's going on. Right. When I visually, I'm like Sam Mendes. You guys. Yeah. Like story-wise, it doesn't help. It just, right. it sort of just repeats itself. Yeah. And you're kind of like, let me tell you, let me cap this it's off for you. It's not trusting the viewer. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're probably stupid. <laughs> let uh, me make sure you get this. Yeah. Bear. And I think his yeah. narration, because it's not the characters. It's Hazel. It's Hazel, the daughter, who's yeah. good. Like, even though she's part of the story, she's not, she's telling other people's stories. For, you know what I mean? You're yeah. visually seeing everything going on. Uh-huh. But it's not one of the main players, sort of, other than her, who's, who's a main player, but like, in a sense well she's like a baby she's a child like yeah yeah so so i'm assuming the narration is her as an adult I, to be or honest, you don't who even knows? know. You oh, don't know. Because that's yeah. what I like too. I mean, is that, this I mean, is a world of magic and aliens. So. Yeah, who knows how old yeah. she is when she's giving this narration. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a very controversial issue that I want to find. And I can't remember. You might have to Google it. That has a the first page is insane. Oh, okay. But yeah, her narration never gets in the way in that yeah. way, and her narration is not coming in. Sort of, uh, her narration for the most part, I think. I mean, it might come in in the middle sometimes, but it's usually a little like just kind of gets you started and then gets you back. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. When you come back, cool. when it gets you and let lead you out. Yeah. For until the next chapter, but I don't know. I went off on a big yeah but, trail, but there. I did think it was interesting interesting how you're talking about how like his narration is so different from Marvel because uh, Image Comics, the host of Saga, yes. is basically a break off from Marvel people saying we're tired of Marvel like having creative control over our characters and like mm. marketing them to make money and one, not giving us a cut to just like making us make choices to make them more marketable. So, yeah. And like, they don't own their characters. If yeah, you create like it. if you create a character for Marvel, they own it and so forth. So Image is character like a, a character owned company. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great company. I think it has it does have a very controversial start. Yeah. Well, yeah, some of the it creators, was all Marvel people. It was all Marvel. Being like, and some Bye. of them are douchebags. Yeah. They did a great thing, but they're sort of douchebags. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to look like if you haven't read like there's a book out there called I have it right here. Uh, Marvel comic books, The Untold Story. Uh-huh. It's a great read. It's written by Sean Howe. A wonderful history. But that like. Of just Marvel in general, but that that period is very touchy. I mean, 1992. I mean, Todd McFarlane, I think, did a great thing by being one of the creators of co-founders of Image, and I yeah. will thank him forever because the, I, there's many comics that we wouldn't have without it. And mm-hmm. but you got people like. But Tom McFarlane's really kind of a great artist, but I think a terrible storyteller. Okay. Um, personally, I mean, I grew up reading his Spawn, and I'll be honest, I haven't read the whole thing because between issues one and 50, just because as a kid, I kind of could only scrape by what I could find. Even though I, I've read like the beginning, like probably the first storyline. And the first storyline starts off pretty great, but he ditches a lot of what he sets up. Interesting. And then it gets into like, his character has magic, but then he decides just to use guns. And there's, I tried to recently download it 
for my iPad and then reread it again. And it was, it was a slog. It was hard to get through again because gotcha. it's a mystical character solving with guns and like he'd hand a couple of storylines are solved by him f- handing people like files. Okay. Literally like a file. Uh-huh. Like you pull from like a filing cabinet yeah. and goes, here you go. This should be able to hold them at bay for a bit. Like, okay. and you're just like, this is <laughs> terrible. Like, wait, what? <laughs> it's just horrible storytelling. And yeah. then Rob, and then in Rob Liefeld is like, probably the other ones are all like, eh, you know what I mean? Nothing really stands out other than they're, they're, they're great artists and stuff that came from Marvel. And, mm-hmm. you know, and Chris Claremont's kind of like defined, he defined a X-Men in, in his era. But like, Rob Liefeld's like the most known for like, if you look at his art, it's like, he doesn't know how to draw feet. Like there's so many funny, <laughs> there's so many retrospects about how yeah. terrible Robert Liefeld is. Okay. And a lot of his characters are yeah. like blatant ripoffs. Okay. Of Marvel. Like, yeah. like he has like a something Patriot, but it's like, you look at it and it's, it is, I think he got sued because it was like, it's blatantly just Captain America. Oh, okay. And that's not known. Like there's yeah. like, that happens a lot. There's like people make characters that are sort of like uh, a parallel to Superman and they do that so they can now explore a different take on Superman yeah. that DC would never allow them to do. I'm right. fine with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Especially like there's, I, I mean, is there a character named Supreme? I, I, I'm trapped in my lack, I have lack of knowledge. I'm not like a psych- encyclopedia <laughs> for all of it. Yeah. But the, I think those things are great. I think you should be allowed to do that. But he just didn't in a very bad way. Got it. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah. completely blatant ripoff Just versus ripoff. like, oh, I'm making this character to be sort of a representation of this yeah. so I can play and like explore things they won't do with in right. the, where they totally. own it. Totally, yeah. Which I love because yeah. uh, there are plenty of things that you could explore with Superman. Like the fact that being like that if he decided to be like one day just go fuck this he could <laughs> kill the entire world if he wanted to right right yeah and that's a very interesting uh, exploration <laughs> yeah image they they house it yeah and they gave they publish they it. gave them so much creative control each issue is 2.99 and Ryan was very set on like let's just have it a flat rate no hiking up prices and that's great yeah. i did not know that so kudos to Brian K Vaughn yeah. and i like hearing that because he's a very popular I don't know his full history, but I know he got way popular before this, especially with his, I mean, he's written for Marvel and stuff. I don't know what, yeah. what, but the, why the last man is like one of his big hits. Yeah. I unfortunately have not read all of it. I think <laughs> right. I've read the first three trades and it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But to see somebody with that much success, then turn around and be like, I have this passion project, but with their passion project, sort of just take the reins and go, I want it to yeah. be that. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's for the readers. It's for comic book. Fans. I think he made this for comic book fans. I think so too. And, and not and not in a bad way because I think there's people that go like I'm making something for this and it's sort of just right. like it yeah. kind of like doesn't swing for the fence in a sense. Yeah. It'd be safe. It could be safe for the medium and it's like this is what comic book fans want <laughs> and it's safe. But this is like no. Yeah. I'm doing what I want to do, but I'm making it for comic books. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, he kind of came up with the idea of the universe and the creature, like the aliens when he was a kid, but he decided to write it after he had his second daughter. And his big thing is like marrying the two of like cool space world, but there's humanity. Oh, there's love and relationships. Then, yeah, Uh, this is one of the few comics that has actually made me cry. Wow. That's amazing. That's yeah, Yeah. Like. The first one ever was The End of Preacher. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read that? Mm-mm. Great book. You should read it. Garth okay. Ennis End is, of Preacher. It's so good. Uh-huh. I haven't seen the TV show, have no opinion of it. <laughs> but the, the comic book itself, and that 
there's a thing, there's a character does a great thing in the end, and it's made me cry. That was the first comic book that made me cry. I know there's been other ones that at the top of my head, but this one, like, I might have cried in between. I can't remember, but it sticks out that the last hiatus they just mm-hmm. went to, into yeah. made me cry. But made me, like, cry, like, at the beginning of, like, Up. Oh, it was the same kind of oh, tears. Yeah. Oh. And it was pretty, I was like, woo. Yeah. But also, like, I like this book. I saw something in here that like referred to it like Game of Thrones and all this shit. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're very big on like it's Star Wars meets Game of Thrones. I hate shit like that. <laughs> but that's how it's, they that's like that's, but that's how they marketed it when they they sold it. Yeah, com- when they went okay. to San Diego Comic Con, they're like, "What's Brian's new project?" And he and they like really oh like hammered it home. Okay, to that get makes people sense. To, you know, pick up an issue, but it worked because it sold out. Like when oh, the first yeah. issue came out, like everyone was. <gasps> what issue is it. this right here? It's twelve. Okay, I'll. We have okay. to see. They're only. They're only showing right there on that uh-huh. wiki page. That's the most controversial pay oh, okay. issue. issue, and I'll show you why. Ooh, because that is the second image that they're showing right there. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was 12, right? It says 12. Yeah, issue 12. One of the two panels in issue 12, a- which initially prohibited sale of that issue through iOS because of sexual content. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. And we're going to show you right now. because Ooh. Can you hold my mic for a second? Because yeah, I have yeah, to yeah. open my yeah. comic book here. These it's- usually don't get open after they get read. Oh, nice, nice. Yes, it's in uh, plastic. He's unwrapping it. He, You keep very good care of it. It's uh, like a good comic book person. I think a good comic book person wouldn't put two issues in one slip, oh, but I okay. do because I'm <laughs> thrifty. <laughs> do what you got to do, you know. There's a different one. I'm thinking of a different uh-huh. one. I was wrong about that. So any listeners, people that are more knowledge of me, the, so this one is one of the controversial because you see the first like death and then there's like that. Oh, there's uh, someone giving a blowjob yeah. in the helmet. And the oh, okay. That's I how this guy he, the... he has a TV head, and how he communicates is like through images on top of, like oh, that so, expresses his thoughts in a so sense. So wait, as his character's dying, that's his last thought. That's his thoughts going on right now. He's yeah, like, I just want to be Or it's just that's what's going. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, there's a lot of that. Oh, did it say there was multiple ones on it there? Says or just one that of one? two panels in issue twelve. So it looks like there's one, one two. more. I thought that um, I thought there was another one. It could just be in this one. Let me find it there's other graphic shit in this book other than that yeah really it was all in this issue i thought it was just that one because mm-hmm. people get exploded violence doesn't seem to be the one that i'm like it's all the sexual it's always, shit in america it's always the sex that because there's people like yeah oh no we don't we can't talk about the thing that we do every almost every day <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no one uh we're not blowing each other up every day and murdering yeah there's a good chance that someone's fucking every day. <laughs> it must be just violence in this one. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it says I, uh, because uh, of sexual content. So well, I thought there was another issue that had like controversial. I mean, again, uh, I again, I don't I'm bad. I'm a huge fan of this book, but I'm very bad on also like. Yeah. Like, it's, like I love this knowledge that you're telling me uh-huh. about where he <laughs> developed his story. And yeah. I'll keep listening to it throughout this. I. When I like something, I'm not a big, I'm not a, I don't seek the source. Like you're like, I need to know everything about these people and their lives and like what they're doing. Yeah. Because I'm not, it's partly that I separate a little bit of that. Like I need to separate because in the end, 
great creators can do. They're just human like us. I mean, that's a big issue I feel like I've had is there's some art out there that I love. And then I find out the person is a monster and it's like, but I still love it, but I feel like I can't support it or. Yeah, it's very hard. You know, and there's so, and my thing is like, there's so much art in the world that it's like, well, yeah, I do like this thing. But if that person's a monster, I can find art that's made by a good person. And I support that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not that I would do that to avoid it. I don't. Yeah. Um, I just don't naturally. While reading Saga, I don't finish a thing and go, oh, where did they come up with this? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm well, not. I know I'm everything not, about their life. I don't sit back in awe and go like, well, how did he come up with this? Yeah. I need to know. I'm more just like, I love this. Mm-hmm. This is a this is solid storytelling to me. I want more. And I just want to keep following the story. Yeah. Other, there's plenty of thousands of other, possibly millions of fans that can were asking those questions that you're giving me the answer to that I, yeah. I would never ask. They would probably know dates and everything. Yeah, uh, I guess I just don't care about that stuff. <laughs> if because I, I I want the thing, I yeah. want the story. Yeah, it might is, be a new thing just with social media being so huge that it's so easy to access people we love and know what their day to day is, and you know, and maybe know, people too, are obsessed with that, but. Yeah. Like, I agree. I don't want pictures of someone I love walking out of a grocery store clearly annoyed because everyone wants pictures of, like, what they're wearing and what yeah. they're doing. And- well, even just, I think I don't even necessarily want to see the work in progress until it's completely done. Okay, yeah. Like, it would be weird to me. And then this is, maybe this is, other people don't agree with this. That's fine. But, like, I'm not, like, I'm not, a, like, for example, I'm not a clips guy. I can't watch clips of movies. Okay, yeah. I hate that. I you hate that. You want to sit and watch the I fucking story. <laughs> Trailers are already pushing it in my mind. Trailers are pretty annoying. And now that they, a regular thing for marketing is clips, I'm, mm-hmm. I'll never watch them. Other people, it's just to me, like, why? Yeah. Why can't we have a little bit of mystery anymore fucking before we walk in and see something right. or pick something up. I mean, yeah. Go but, through it yeah. and then decide. Like, go <laughs> through it and then decide how you feel. So to me, and then to, what, where I was getting at is like, what if they took all, what if you, before you saw a movie, they just started releasing the special features the, mm-hmm. like uh, up before you did? Uh-huh. That'd be weird to me. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to know about the special features yeah. and what they do. Mm-hmm. I want to watch it. So to me, even like, I wouldn't. I don't want to see even the work, the panels right. of bef- until, in a sense, until when they end this book, when Saga yeah. officially says this is the last issue, which yeah. and I know the story is over. Uh-huh. Then I'm like, then I might like re- in revisiting it, Get curious, be yeah. very like open to um, digesting more of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But before that, I don't give yeah, a shit. Don't tell me. I really don't. That's why yeah. I'm fine if they put it in the hardbacks and stuff. Yeah. But if there were any of that stuff was in these issues, I'd be like, ugh. Oh, right, I'd right. avoid it. Yeah, uh, there's something I was reading too that at the end of every issue, you could like write a letter to them. Oh, they have a great... And that's like a very classic comic book thing. Yeah, they do that. There's I've never written even, in. There's never like, there's not even an email address. It has to be a written yep. letter and you send it in and Brian reads them and he may or may not respond. Yeah, he's to you. a kick-ass guy. Yeah, he yeah. says that he'll want. I've never written in. I don't know why. I've just never been inspired to. to and <laughs> it's sure funny because they have little. They have had like questionnaires too for their fans. Yeah, they. And you have to rip out the actual page. Yeah. I might just not want to ruin my. Yeah, book. yeah, you're like just because I'm a little. It. I'm a little more like <laughs> I love this thing. It's a magazine and it's complete. Yeah, because one of the, I. That's one demographic they'll never know about because you guys will never destroy it. <laughs> yeah, and I won't destroy it too because it's like a full magazine for me. Like yeah. their ads for any future 
Comics are always in the back. Okay, yeah. That um, was a, yeah, they were like very specific on where the ad placement was. I'm and so happy for that because yeah. I dropped buying Marvel and DC because of ads. Would it just be ads in the middle of yeah, while they, you're reading? And it's always yeah, been that terrible. way, but I just got tired of it because I'm like, I'm buying a comic book yeah. and I don't want the fucking there's a very controversial actual ad in DC that mm-hmm. um I like a little guy that no one pays attention to, I posted it on Instagram because I hated uh-huh. it so much. Okay. <laughs> and apparently I talked to my friend who like follows this stuff regularly, like probably is on websites. And yeah, stuff. yeah. But when that came out, artists like uproared because they ended up doing like, when you normally get in a comic, you'll get like, a lot of times they'll get to that point in a comic where it's sort of like you'll have a two panel. Uh-huh. So most of these is like one page, right? Yeah. Four panels. They'll like get a whole like, when it's two f- a picture is like two full panels or Got the story's it. spreading across mm-hmm. two full pages in a sense. I hope that makes sense. There's probably <laughs> better language than a comic book. Again, somebody that loves comic books is going to be like, <laughs> you don't know how to talk about it. But they had split it. So normally, like, if you're oh. looking here, so say, say there was like a, a, a panel that spread across both these pages, got it, right? Got it, and there's yeah. action happening through this. Right. All. It's not From broken by the right. page. Yeah. Yes. And so it would fill the whole page. So instead, they split it. So they shrunk down the image that was originally created for this whole page. Right. Cut it in half. Uh-huh. And then on the bottom half of the page was a fucking Twix ad with the guy from 98 Degrees. Ew. That was married to Jess- Jessica yeah. Simpson. Yeah, Twix whatever. ad. And Ew. I was on a bus stop. <laughs> I was waiting because I, I yeah. usually, because I don't drive in LA. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I would remember I picked up my comic books. I was like, oh, I'll read this like Red Robin yeah. book that I got. Or Robin Red, whatever the fuck the book was called. <laughs> It was about young Robin. And I started to read it on the uh, the bus um, stop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, got to that page. And I was like, you have to <laughs> fucking kill. I was so furious. I took a picture right yeah. there. I set it on the de- on the bench. And I yeah. took a picture. And I posted it. And I, was like, so and I said, right now, I'm no longer buying the two major. I know yeah. Marvel didn't do that. But I, I was already sort of sick. Because even though they were like, like these, the story yeah. just keeps going. Until it's done. Yeah. But you'd be like in the middle of this, I'd turn a page, this would be a page, and then this would be an ad. Ad, right, And yeah. I'm like, that's disruptive like a, to the flow of the story. Yeah, you're getting into it, and all of a sudden you're hit with candy bars. <laughs> and to me, that's even like bad, because like television doesn't necessarily do that either. Not They find like I a... Mean, they do. Th- or, I mean, yeah. I, we could argue that that is the equivalent of like now where they have the pop ups in the fucking corner and all that oh, shit that's, now. Yeah. Oh I don't gosh. watch TV on the basis. So I don't but know how yeah, bad it is some, anymore. But you know what I'm talking about? That. Like at the yeah. bottom, it's like, watch what's the coming show. Up? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you're like, but Stop. at least I can be like, it's for your network. So whatever. It's not like a Twix ad that pops up in the middle. But that yeah. is sort of like, it'd be like that. Or it's like a TV show has a commercial break. Mm-hmm. But I think a comic book in the medium, the break doesn't come until the issue's done. Right, totally. So to me to have an ad in the middle of the issues, like you're putting a break that's not built. Yeah. That's not a built-in break to yeah. the flow of the way the comic book works. Yeah. It, so I was just like done with that. Totally. And like it seems like, yeah, with these artists splitting off, they probably had no creative control of, okay, I know you're going to put an ad, put it here yeah. or whatever. It's probably, oh, they don't, probably don't even yeah. care. They probably, for all you know, they put it on every issue every page whatever yeah. page 12 or whatever right i assume too like the ads were gonna be about other comic books not candy bars oh no you bullshit. marvel and dc are like they're just big corporations corporations like yeah. i love them they have great characters that i will like yeah. captain america is still my favorite character in the world mm-hmm. you know what I mean? okay, wolverine okay. <laughs> yeah i mean i love him but like 
they're they are what they are, and right. they have. But again, they again, I I say that with a caveat that there are still great writers, yeah, and artists working for them, and you get totally. storylines yeah. out of them that I love and will always cherish. I just can't, I can't bring myself to buy the individual issues anymore for right. them. For I, I'm like, great, you know what? If I like the storyline, I'll buy the trade, or I'll even I'll spend the big money and get like your omnibus. Mm-hmm. You can get my money that way. I'll give you a hundred bucks at a time, just so rather. I don't have these ads everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that's foolish of me, but whatever. That's my stance. Hey, I mean, <laughs> you know what you like, and uh, I'm sure most people don't love a Coke ad in the middle of their stories. I hope not. <laughs> but I'm sure they're just like, I guess they're just used to it at this point or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's So yeah, insane. I don't know. Every character in Saga is so unique. Mm-hmm. But he, like, he does bring in humanity, things that are like, I, I don't really, really love the word relatable so much because right. I don't, because I don't buy into the fact that you have to be able to watch a story and be like, I relate to this. Cause <laughs> this it, is me. Yeah, because how bo- like me and my friend Justin one day were like talking about that concept <laughs> and like how boring are you <laughs> if you can only digest stories or any kind of medium that's meant if you yeah. can only relate to it. Mm-hmm. How boring <laughs> a fucking human yeah. are you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like if you're um, like, I, I can't, yeah. I don't relate to this. Yeah. Turn I'd be off, like, man, so much shit I would not yeah. have ever watched. Mm. <laughs> I would have immediately turned off. Right. Totally. How would you ever see The Godfather? <laughs> oh, never would. No, yeah, I could I'm never. I'm not the mafia. I couldn't do it. No, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What? <laughs> but uh, th- maybe this is what's fun is we're never going to be space aliens. Yeah, you never will. And yeah. then you have like a character who's in here that like this guy named uh, D. Oswald. I forget his first name, but he's a Cyclops character. That they he meet. looks great. But he's got he, a Cyclops white beard and uh, just a just a green yeah. sweatshirt on. <laughs> I'm not going to show you what happens to him, but oh no, um, he is a great character. Look, at, that's a character. This little like honor These guy. These characters are so the art is so good. Fiona Staples she is kills it. Absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, Aww. She's like one of those artists like you'd want to hang out and just well, be like, oh, yeah, I watching know her. interviews with her, it's like, oh, this seems like somebody I would go to high school with. I don't even like, know what she looks like. Oh, yeah. Never even seen a picture of her. She's um, cool. Don't need to. Her art's beautiful. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's, will you take my mic real quick one sure, more time? Sure. Say oh, we've got to preserve this issue 12, this controversial issue. Yeah, like let's talk about the. Characters. So I think yes, that's what please. really keeps yes. this going. I mean, we, we talked about the two main characters, Marco and uh, Milana. Milana, who are wonderful. And mm-hmm. I think he writes, and it's probably because Brian K. Vaughn has been married and has kids, I believe, himself. Yes. That he writes this stuff so well because it's a thing where it's like, I don't know if necessarily you write what you know. I don't know if I agree with that whole statement <laughs> right, because he right. doesn't know this stuff. This yeah. is all made up. But you could Not tell like, oh, he's putting a little bit of his own like how he thinks a marriage would work and the, the flaws of a marriage that even works. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. their fights and oh, their issues. Cool. So and they're not like this perfect. They are far from uh, fucking perfect. What was I just watched uh, for the first time? Little House on the Prairie. They have a perfect marriage. It's very like, oh my God, they never fight. They get each other and they understand life so well and they're so wise. I do think that is a thing where you truly understand each other. Like, Mm -hmm. I've been talking about this way too much recently, but I listened recently to uh, Martin Short's Mm -hmm. memoir. 
Okay, yeah, his book? Yeah, yeah. audio book, and he reads it. But his relationship wise seems great. Like, two people that really did understand each other. Yeah. But that isn't minus the fact that he'd piss her off, or yeah. they'd have moments <laughs> of like, all right, you're fucking being annoying. Yeah, yeah, You get did this, me. and I didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. Need a break. I don't believe somebody that can't get like, even by the person you love, go like, all right. Yeah, this again. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, can we stop? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, but he writes their, their their relationship, I think, is great. And they have their issues. I mean, there's points where you think it's going to end. That's and, amazing. Um, yeah. And everything. But then along the journey, I mean, you have the guys. What are the TV head guys? See, I, I'm so bad. At- there's a prince robot. Yeah, um, prince robot. Oh, yeah. The fifth. Fourth. Oh, fourth, sorry. My bad. I can't read Roman numerals. Um, he's literally there. This other race that's it's not. They just helped one of the sides, and I think it's. I'm trying to think if it's landfall or if it's reef who, who they side with. So they get caught up into it because everyone just thinks it's an abo- abomination that the the mixed child, which is sort of you know what I mean, oh, very yeah, very topical in our day and age to this still to this day, unfortunately. But like. They're like sent out to get them and destroy that. Oh, wow. There's this whole culture of hitmen or bounty hunters. Yikes. I don't, yeah, yeah, bounty hunters. One of them is a spider woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very bad on remembering names. The wi- the Will is the one you first meet. Uh-huh. Um, he goes to this crazy sex planet and he saves a girl uh-huh. from the sex planet. Um, that's amazing. And that's really graphic stuff. But the, Wait, uh, the Will and Gwendolyn. And it says yeah, Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn so was Marco's ex-fiance. Drama. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's <laughs> plenty of soap opera in here, but yeah. I think they handle the soap opera in a, a better, a very great way. Yeah. Um, it's all character and story-wise. It just plays yeah. into story um, rather mm-hmm. than other garbage. There's no plot. It's not plot. <laughs> it's story. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Things occur. That helps your plot, but hide it from me, please. But like, um, yeah, the will, oh, the, there's so much. There's so much. I don't even know like where to start because I think it's something that's like me trying to explain it. It's one of those things where it's such a cool, vast world and the characters are so rich. Mm-hmm. That even me explaining it was like won't do its service. So if someone was like, I'm thinking about reading Saga, I don't know. Like, what would what would you say to them to convince them, but maybe not give spoilers or have to just oh, I don't. I, I, <laughs> all I would say is just pick up the trade. Read it. Pick up the first trade. I did this. Mm-hmm. Drew Defonso Marks, you know him. He's yes. an improviser in Los Angeles. He sent me a text randomly, like out of the blue. Yeah. He said, I'm at a comic book store. What should I read? Okay. And I immediately said, Saga. Mm-hmm. And he went and picked up the first trade. And then like probably only maybe 30 minutes later or so, I got another text. He's like, I went right through this thing. I'm going back and getting the rest. That's awesome. And he's been reading it ever since. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think there... <sighs> I don't know. Like, I think I'm not saying everybody will love Saga, but that's that's like anything, right? Sure. Like to me, if you like science science fiction, you like adventure, especially if you like the science fiction that's sort of like has groundedness into like there's a little bit of humanity and there's good characters and relationships and just you know that is good science fiction when it sort of reflects the world we live in, but it's still science fiction. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Pick it up. It's great. I don't know um, how to pitch it other than it's going to, you're, if you dislike Saga, <laughs> you'll, 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 I'll want you to explain to me why before I let you go yeah. away without me badgering about it. <laughs> Fair enough. That's all I could say. Yeah. Like, 
that's a poor way, but I don't know. Fuck yeah, you. I mean, fuck you. I don't need to sell you on it. If you don't want to fucking read it, don't read it. Yeah. But I'm not, I, it is a great yeah. read. But I mean, I respect that you're just like, read it. Like, I feel like too many people will over explain things or like talk about a certain well, twist or a character. There's plenty of that yeah. in here that I could, but again, it's such a fun story to walk through. I wouldn't want to give any of that away. Mm-hmm. Because when you have a new character that comes alive, there's a character that's a ghost. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, just flipping through that one comic or issue, uh, yeah, there's like a lot of animals and I don't a know. Lot of, but there's like, yeah, but yeah, animals like, are like just a design for an alien. And yeah, it's like yeah. great. It's so cool. There's a lot of that. But there's even, it goes, things go beyond that. There's a lot of weird sex shit. But like, <laughs> yeah. but it just doesn't feel like gratuitous. It just seems like, yep, yeah, that's what that, that's what that is. Mm-hmm. It's part of life. A lot of violence. Mm-hmm. It is like, I mean, I get how they would pitch it as Game of Thrones and what? It's war. They say Game of it's Thrones. It's like in the middle of a, and, oh, Star Wars meets Game of Thrones. Yeah, but you could say that about so many other things. That's what I hate about those kind of pitches because yeah. it's like, that's not what makes Saga great. Mm-hmm. I would not say that what makes Saga great is Game of Thrones meets Star Wars. I right. get that pitch, but yeah. that's not to me is a selling point of what really makes Saga special because it goes, it, it's its own fucking thing. Yeah. It's not Game of Thrones. To me, it's not, no, it's, I, if I had to put it pit of the up against, Saga would kick the shit out of Game of Thrones. <laughs> nice. Because I will not, here's how I'd say it. I will not, probably ever once game of thrones is over i'll probably never return to it i'll be like that was great that yeah, was great enjoyed i that. enjoyed it Next. even though i think there's a season that's a waste of time but uh <laughs> saga is something i would like i look forward to go back and revisiting mm-hmm. like it's when i'll that's sit cool. down and i know i can return to it and pick it up again yeah especially when i get like my collected issues yeah and go back through the story yeah it is that, but it's not. It's more. It's like mm-hmm. it's like how like people say Dune, which I'm a big fan of Dune. People are like, it's the it's the Lord of the Rings of sci-fi. Yeah. I get what you're saying, and I've even actually used that as an example to other people why I like like, oh, this is what people say. But when you read Dune, you're like, yes and no. It's it's mm-hmm. it becomes its own thing. Yeah. It's written differently. Right, right. Tolkien's yeah. a little boring for my sake. <laughs> and I like Tolkien. He's like more he like... I feel like his songs and poems. <laughs> well, some of it, even the way his his use of language is, feels like a history book to me sometimes. Totally, yeah. yeah. Which is great because he does cool. a fucking great job with it. Yeah. Um, but Dune feels like it has bits of that, but then you the rest of it's you're just immersed it's just in a adventure. story yeah you're just in a story yeah but whatever i'm not gonna pit those books against each right. other yeah they're classics and they're great and they defined two major genres yeah but but they're definitely just saying star wars meets game of thrones or you know lord of the rings novel or whatever is uh that also like though, i don't know it's just buzzword it's just like marketing it's words all marketing that's, I, can never like, s- I like star wars okay i'll read saga you know um, that's why i'm glad you clarified and said that was like the way they marketed because i was yeah. like no way did i don't believe brian k vaughn or fiona staples would say that no i don't be think like, they what want we to did yeah we took, we took game yeah. of thrones yeah and we took star wars and we put them <laughs> together you'd be like everybody be like we don't fucking care yeah because i i think i call bullshit on it too because that marketing choice because star wars is very and i'm a big fan of star wars uh-huh i'm a force awakens fan too i loved it mm-hmm. but i'm also a defender of new hope even though new people say it's boring and i'm like they're establishing Ew, a whole that makes they're me establishing. So sad to know that there's gonna be generations that are like the old star wars movies suck i'm fine with it but i, I don't but like I, it i don't I like being called of, uh... the pacing boring because i'm like he's setting up a new whole new world yeah the force awakens the doesn't work without us already sort of going and going yeah. we know this world 
Yeah. Sorry. That's just, it's a that's given. Yeah. But whatever. That's a whole other ish thing to talk about. But yeah, totally. The, oh. There's not a lot of like classic. You could probably, I bet if we broke down Saga, you could find Hero's Journey in here. Don't get me wrong. Totally. Yeah. But I don't think it's the whole book itself, the whole issue to issue is not following this grand scheme of mm-hmm. hero's journey like Star Wars. Totally. Star Wars, especially the first one, is classic. Here's a format. Here's mm-hmm. It's George Lucas going, here's these fucking tropes. I'm just going to plug it into this space opera. Right, in yeah. Sense. And yeah. it works beautifully. Saga doesn't do that. At the same time, I'm not a scholar either. For all I know, <laughs> he's pulling. I'm not one of yeah. those people that like looks for like you're playing this and you're playing this. Yeah. Because I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't need you to be an Alan Moore where I'm like, (laughs) great, I have to have a fucking a book to a company while I read your story. Mm -hmm. Because I just, I'm not, I'm, I'd never, I didn't start reading until I was or like enjoy reading until I was a senior in high school. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm behind right. it on a lot of things. But yeah, I mean, but going back to marketing, it's like, oh, you like this comic book here, buy all this other stuff or like Lord yeah. of the Rings. It's like really get to know the whole universe he laid out and the language and or like Harry Potter is a good example of like, here are all these other books you can buy and consume. That's just kind of about the world, but not the story. That yeah, yeah, yeah. And people love that shit. Yeah, I because they want more. <laughs> we do, but there's sometimes I'm just like, I get it. I'm not going to fault those people. Right. I mean, you can see I have toys up here. <laughs> I have, I have yeah. collections and stuff. So I'm one of them. I just think there's, I've just grown into a different version of like myself and going, I don't want all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't, mm. I don't like if somebody is a storyteller, I don't think they're like, one, I don't think if you sat down to write a story and were like, if I write this story, then I could get that to be an action figure and then I could get it <laughs> sold to be a movie or an adaptation. Right. Therefore, that if that's their goal, that's probably not going to be well. It's not going to be that great of a story, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, people, yeah, you'll see it come in and be like, oh, this is just a big marketing thing. Right. But I also think, too, it's by consuming more and asking the creator to make more bullshit it pushes you to a point to not be a fan anymore when you're finally like you know what the star wars prequels suck i'm not a fan anymore like you just right so much to be like oh you know jk rowling's new books aren't that great i'm not interested anymore where i think if you just have the thing you fell in love with and nothing else then it keeps it preserved right I agree with that. I mean, I never, I've never, you're talking to a person that's never read a Harry Potter. <laughs> I've only, I've yeah. only seen the movies and I only like two of them. And Fair enough. Yeah. The movies I think is a good example of, but I don't, we I, don't, if we didn't have it, we'd probably just really love the books. Which is fine. But I'm also like, I'm fine if you adapt stuff. I'm not going to yeah. fault them for that. Yeah. Um, wanting to bring that world to life. Go for it. But with JK, I don't think, I would say, isn't that a little more on the fans? Than her, mm-hmm. I because she's written some stuff outside of the that has nothing to do with Harry Potter, right? Well, yeah, she's actually will write things and change her name and put it out because she doesn't good want for it to her be tied because that's just Harry somebody Potter. that wants to create she's a writer. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. We can't like once you become a creator, like that's the hard part. Is like, and I bet that's sort of the hard part that is laughable at some celebrity mm-hmm. of like. Then you'd like, who do you adhere? Do you keep appearing to what you really want? Or do you yeah. have to, or people are going to tell you probably to like play into what they want or give them again more. And it's like, sometimes the customer's not right. Mm-hmm. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, if I showed up to a buffet uh-huh. and it's like all you can eat and I get to a point where I'm full and yeah. I keep going and they're like, hey man, we got to cut you off. <laughs> if, and then is it really, if I p- push back mm-hmm. and say, well, no, I want to keep going. Well, customer's always right. No, I'm fucking wrong. <laughs> I fucking have eaten too I much. 
commissioner is always right. Yeah, sometimes they're wrong. Yeah, well, and that's and, and then and, you get the snooty fans that are like, "Let me tell you what's wrong with this one thing that this creator made," or like getting I really think, nitpicky. And I think know, we have all the right the fun out of it. I do think we have all the right to critique work, but I think I say that with the caveat of like, because I'm somebody that will vocally if something pisses <laughs> me off, especially yeah. like Marvel movies and shit, like. I love talking about movies and going like, this didn't work for me and why? Uh One, I think you have to back up why. And two, I think though you have to let it go and be like, because I've had many arguments where people are like, well, they should have done this and they rewrite a whole story for me. Uh And I'm like, that is a great story you just told me. Yeah. That would work too. Right. But I think what they did as well works. Yeah. That you're, because you have a different story doesn't, that works, Mm -hmm. doesn't make what this other person do bad. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Totally, yeah. Because like I could write up a hundred different stories for a million different characters that yeah. already exist mm-hmm. and be like, well, I wish they would have done it this way. Uh-huh. This is what they should have done in these movies or with these characters, but they went this way. That's why it's bad. But I'm like, no, what they did was fine. I yeah. see what you, I see where your story would have been cool too. Yeah, yeah. But that's the fun thing about comic books too is there, I mean, in sort of the beast of it is like tons of different writers are trying to write take these characters and explore different parts of them. Yeah. Whereas like, I think something like saga is one of those gems where it's like, think, I hope this never gets spinoffs. I hope the writer yeah. never changes. Uh, I hope when it's over, they're done. No, he's very, he said that when he knows when it's done, it's done. He, yeah. I think he even has an endpoint and knows what the last panel is going to be. So love it. Can't, I like yeah. I look forward to that because that to me is like great. There's something it should end, and like there's some things that I think should end. Yeah, I always like things to end, then run it into the ground and be like, well, no one's watching anymore. We'll just end the show. Yeah, know? or it just doesn't go out on its peak. Like yeah. I would rather have things go out on its peak than it's almost like you'd. When you, I would want to like go out. Maybe if I had to choose, would you rather a thing go out not knowing how great it could be, or would you want it to go out after it's? jump the shark <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i choose the other without it like always wondering yeah yeah i would rather always wonder it's like arrested development the big predicament with that yeah i think the th- first three seasons are absolutely genius yeah and i still can't get behind the fourth yeah I know it's just tough for a lot of people yeah it just doesn't work for me mm-hmm. and there's so many funny people in that show it just just doesn't feel the same well yeah like there's been a lot of time those people have all changed yeah uh, they haven't been in those characters bodied a, for a while there was like, a part of me that just wished the one thing i wish they would have done instead of made another season i was like hey why don't we just all get together and make a new show same fucking cast yeah but an entirely new show interesting yeah. like what if mitch mitchell hurwitz just got together and was like yeah created a new show but used the same writers yeah like that to me was like why not that yeah versus just trying to come back and remember and like because i think everything has to be a little bit of that magic or what Mm -hmm. we call magic in creation is like it was just the right time the right place yeah do you know what i mean like somebody sits down to write something alone and they hit it out of the park i don't know if you can't sit down i don't i don't believe you could sit down write the same book yeah no i always wonder like you know you're writing something and then all of a sudden you know maybe you meet somebody and you start hanging out with them and you're while you're working on this book that's going to influence your work if you didn't meet them like your whole day can influence what you write at the end of the day for sure i always sometimes i wonder like at improv shows and stuff if i wasn't sitting here would the show be different probably like, yeah like it's the whole butterfly effect yeah yeah, go yeah. Off like, totally even though you know just watching but even just i mean people performing it's like oh a packed house feels different than one person in the yes. audience and all that stuff as and, a performer though i will fight people on that a little bit 
Oh, you think you can have you, the same quality show based no, on... No, I don't think you will have the same show by any means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't like the idea of blaming it completely on the audience. Oh, yeah. I, a I do think I do think you, you can have a full... You can have a packed house mm-hmm. and have them be cold towards you. Yeah, And then you totally. can play... My, my only thing is, like, play as if it's a full house, even if you have one person in the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, make it make it important. Make you know? it important no matter think, who's in the audience. Yeah. Because I don't like it when I like, well, it was a lo- it was a, it wasn't a packed house, so we had a bad show. I'm like, I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. Because I think I do think there's a bigger energy. But what if you show up in that packed house is like, we just don't like what you're putting up tonight. Yeah, yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna blame? You can't blame them every time. Well, yeah. I and it just you just don't learn if you don't like just take it at all. Yeah, you have to. I think it's easy to blame somebody else as opposed to owning your failure. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, 100%. I've had struggles with that. Yeah. As a performer, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think especially being like a young artist, I feel like when you start off, you think you know your genius and you no one else does and you're just waiting for everyone else to I wish it. I had that point <laughs> of And then you get ground down and you're just like, oh, no one gets me. I uh, really wish I ever had that pure of a moment. <laughs> like I've had moments where I'm like, I think I'm ready and I just don't, I'm not my chance or something. Mm-hmm. But I've never, I wish I was cocky or had that element of like yeah. feeling so much like <laughs> I have it, I yeah. have it and no one recognizing it. Yeah. Why is no one laughing at this gold I'm dishing out? God, <laughs> I don't, when people are wired that way, I admire it. A bit. I'm, yeah, I'm because like, I'm like, wow. I'm constantly questioning, like, oh, I'm good enough, <laughs> and I kind of wish I wasn't doing that as much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel you, I feel you. Um, and we went all over the place. I don't know if that's enough for soccer. What else? <laughs> we were in a touch or whatever. It's nitbits you can give me about um, from these interviews you had that I've never watched. Yeah, I. It's funny I that think, I've never really watched. Them. But it's interesting too, like the just the things you were talking about, what you liked about him. And through the interviews I watched, I was like, oh yeah, Brian's kind of like that, you know, or like said something that was similar. Like one thing that came to mind that he said was people complaining about art. He's just like, just go make it then. Like, don't, yeah, you know. It's that classic thing that like, it's, you know what I mean? Those that don't, make it critique it right and <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm guilty of that I'm, I'm but you're also a creator so I'm trying to create I could be better I could be more diligent these guys I mean I've been recently I've never read a single page of Stephen King books but I've been reading his on writing book oh and he's so just like just sit down and write yeah and I'm like why can't I just fucking get to that point where I'm like yeah. just do it yeah or like I mean, my acting that's... just be like all right just do it don't mm-hmm. worry about the result do it well I mean I admire, I admire these people that have gotten there by that work ethic. I mean, that makes me think of Bob Odenkirk, the interviews I've seen him talk about like comedy and creating. He gets so serious. Like he's like, be good, make good shit. Don't fuck around. Don't be lazy. Every time you show up, show up 110%. Like don't phone it in. If you're phoning it in, someone else is going to pass you up. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, but it makes sense. Like you have to have that drive and like, yeah. And you see Stephen King just be like, well, Stephen King, did you ever read that thing with, it was between Stephen King and George R.R. Martin and George R.R. Martin was like, oh, you know, it's like, I feel so much pressure to create the next Game of Thrones. What's going to happen? And Stephen King's like, why? It's your job. You should just be writing. I (laughs) love two different like. And I love, (laughs) I appreciate Stephen King. Like I don't know why, and I'm not somebody that works. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I personally do not think I work hard enough. Well, in this town, you it's easy to feel that way. Like, uh, like someone, like there are thousands of people working hard. If we did a chart, 
You'd find yeah. out I don't. <laughs> like at the graph where we all fall in. Yeah. Oy, boy. Um, but I was like, oh, that's what I would want to be. It's just like, that's your job. Like, yeah. I, 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 I don't want to say this, but like as an example, there was recently some one night I saw a friend of mine who's definitely younger, has gotten bigger breaks from, and, and he's a hard worker. Don't get me wrong. This yeah. guy is a hard worker. I don't think he's lazy or got, I don't think he worked for where he got, but I remember him and he's a really good friend come rolling in. He had a script and I was like, oh, what's the script for? And he's like, oh, I got an audition. And all, all I got out of it was like, got it tonight, have it tomorrow. And how upsetting that was. And I was just so pissed off. Yeah. Internally, because I was like, I would die to have that fucking audition. Yeah. Right oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, don't bitch about those things. That's yeah. your job. Yeah. You got into this. <laughs> That's your job. Yeah. I do think, and, and maybe I'm guilty of this too. Now I'm just coming to have to realize that I like art is a job, whether you fucking realize it or not, mm -hmm. you gotta like find it in you to be like, you don't have to do it for the, you don't do it for the yeah. money, of course, uh -huh. but it's a job. You have to approach it. Yeah. Like I have to put my fucking hours in. Yeah. Yeah. A normal job that gets you paid. They ask for nine to five, which I mean, we could go arguments of how we, that is. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> we work too much. Period. Totally, but yeah. but like art has to be approached that way. And I think those people and most probably the people I admire mm -hmm. have that in them and whether they had to build it or they had it naturally, because I don't know. Yeah. But well, I, I, think, I wanna I'm get sure there. there's cases of both, you know. Yeah. Some, but even the natural talent, the people I think that are successful show up, you know, like yeah, you gotta sure show like up. Job, and yeah. that, just do the job. That's yeah. what I'm, I'm, tr I'm hoping that like right now where I'm at, like about to turn 34 and I'm like, <laughs> I haven't booked a job on TV yet. And mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to turn that brain, that part of my brain that complains about not doing that mm -hmm. and going, you know what? Just keep doing the work. Yeah. And if you have to work hard, you know, and work harder and just keep doing the work, let the results take care of themselves. Yeah. Cause I think that's what these people do over that part, you know, but you do have control over having a, a mindset to be like, just stay on the path, just keep working. Yeah. And there's, cause like you're on the path and how you feel about the path is up to you. Yes. You can be sitting there cause you don't know where the next stop is going to be like the no. next town. You're just walking down this path. And sometimes it's a really fucking long time until that next great thing happens. Yeah. And it's uh, cliche and I get it. I mean, there's self-help yeah. books that say this all the time <laughs> and a lot of it and all that, but like, I can only imagine that Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona T Staples mm -hmm. busted their ass to get to where they were to this point where they're yeah. both now able to create, create something that I love and many, many yeah. more people love because they were able to earn their way up and work hard to be able to say like, we can do now the thing what we want to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, Brian worked on a ton of TV shows. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that, that but I don't know any of the TV shows. To so be it was like Lost. He, I yeah. think he's pretty much the creator of Under the Dome, which oh, wow. didn't fail. But, yeah, well, he's a good-looking guy. Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, I hope I can, when I fully lose my hair, I can look that good. <laughs> Age forty. Um, he's definitely a visionary. It says he is. I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's written. I mean, I can't remember. I know but he. Yeah, had done, he's definitely worked hard. Uh, he was executive. Yeah, he was showrunner on Under the Dome. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that was like his baby, and it didn't work out. So maybe he was like, "Fuck it, I'm doing Saga or whatever." Well, yeah, and I mean. <laughs> Either, I mean, either or, stressful. it's like, I mean, they got to be two different beasts. Oh, yeah, totally. Because I've been lucky enough. And then again, it comes down to this. I should be writing. 
rather than talking to you, but I'm not, <laughs> and I didn't write today and I haven't written for a couple of days. And that's my issue is I'm not writing when I have stories I'd like to write. And literally I wish Stephen King could walk in here and slap me across the face and go, you want to fucking write? <laughs> we and all you know, need that Stephen King I don't in need our Stephen, lives. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want Stephen King to tell me to write a novel because I, I don't know if that's what I'll end up writing, but other things. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've weirdly, I don't know why I'm sharing this, but. I weirdly have been recently, I got dropped like an opportunity to pitch comic books to Skybound, uh-huh. Uh-huh. who I believe is one of the companies behind this. Maybe. It's the guy that, uh, mm-hmm. it's where Walking Dead comes from. Oh, it's then the, yeah. Images uh, hosts Walking Dead. Too, yeah. So, but yeah. The, but Skybound's where they originate from. Oh, okay. They're not cool. the distribution. Got it. Where these guys are not the, like See, the. See, I'm push. really done when it comes to like distribution and this and this and this. Yeah. I look. This thing fell into my lap, and uh-huh. uh, I was able to pitch a, a comic book to a, to this company. They didn't take it because they don't do superhero stuff. Mine was super. And then I pitched two more stories. One of them, the guy, the producer, tried to get it, took it to like the head. Cool. And they, they passed yeah. on it, but, but it was like cool to be cool. like, oh, my one sheet got all the way to somebody. You know yeah. What I, mean? I have not pitched since for months. Right. I sort of want to try to like get some stuff just actually written totally whether I mean, it be- somebody believed in you you know what i mean like because i think so many times it's like, again going back to the person that has too much confidence pitches and someone just completely goes this is crazy i'm passing on all of this but to be like oh i actually like this idea i'm gonna run with it that's yeah, amazing it's really cool yeah. i mean maybe down the line if i have some more other ideas that i think are built for comics i'll pitch again i'm not holding my breath but i hope i do down the mm-hmm. line but more so, I'm just like, I got to get to this point where I just, whether it be two hours or whatever a day, yeah. actually sit down and be like, let me plug at this. Yeah. Rather than fucking try to wait for anything to happen. Yeah. You got to treat it like a job. 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. That's when I clock in to my writer's yeah, job. And I want to stop being so precious about stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, don't worry about what you're writing. Just yeah. get it. Whatever it is out, out. Because I think we, I know I'm guilty of this. I don't know about you. Because I don't know. <laughs> I know you, Cassie, but I don't know what you're... What I'm writing. What what you, I'm, what I don't I'm know what you're on. creating or writing in general, but I think I can, and a lot of people can, we get trapped in going, is this the thing I'm supposed to be writing right now? Mm-hmm. Or is this the right thing to be writing? Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to get to a point where I just throw that idea away. Yeah. Be like, this is what I have. Let's write it. Mm-hmm. Let's write it. And then if I have another idea, move to the next thing. Yeah. Don't yeah. let that... Don't... I, I don't think it... Fun, for me, at least, I'm learning that I don't think... That's going to ever help me if I stay in that state of yeah. like, is this the right thing to be writing? Or is like, the, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's more so like put it on a list, put it on a pile of ideas, the yeah. next one, and then get to it when you get to it. But yeah, just get as much just out of me as possible. Just focus on one thing. And Once you're done, yeah. move, set it aside, move on to the next, come back to that when you need to do like rewrites and shit like that. Yeah, well, that's... And I need to get to that point. Well, the thing that helps me... I wish I could credit the person who gave this tip, but they talk... uh, Like, for me, when I'm writing, your first draft is literally you vomiting. Like, I think that's the best way to I've heard that before, too. It's like, just vomit, and especially, like, script writing, I'll be flowing, like, I'll be in a flow, and then I'll get to a line, and I can feel myself starting to overthink what's the perfect line. And then this person just said, just write, even if it sounds so stupid. Husband... I am so angry at you right now because you threw out the tortilla chips or something. And then you just keep going. So when you go back to the rewrite, you're like, oh, right. I want a very angry, passionate Mm -hmm. line. And then during the rewrite, because you've had a break and you're not working so hard to write a first draft, it's like you can come up with that line. I need Uh, to get to that point. 
Yeah. Where I just, just, you just have to a clock in and know clock that, in and surrender. Yeah. And know that first draft is, it's not going to be perfect. So no, how could it be? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that's where I want to be. Cause I'm just like, God, I, I would love, I mean, there's a hundred things I'd love to do, but it's like, Oh, if I don't complete one, how do I expect yeah. somewhere else to give, give me a chance? Yeah. Well, and I think it's a snowball effect too. Is like, if you're hard on yourself and you're like, I can't finish this one thing, then it stops you from working on maybe the next thing. Oh, sometimes yeah. you have to abandon ideas. Like you have to be like, I'm working on this thing. It's not great. Yeah. Like it's got to go in the recycle bin or just into a folder so I can just start the next thing. You totally. Know? Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. I mean, I've, I've let a couple of projects that I've started writing like spank shows with people mm-hmm. and I've let them fall because I'm just like, am I invested? And then I do a shitty thing where I'm like, well, I'm going to let them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let them take reins. And if they don't well, really want it, then the project just falls to the wayside kind of thing. Yeah. Like I go, yeah. I kind of go like, I'm going to just mentally go what, I'm going to put it on my back burner. Yeah. That and see what, what happens. And if mm-hmm. they, cause like, and I'm not saying they're at fault. They probably have other things they're finding more yeah. important or ahead Or they of might it. be thinking the same thing. Like they yeah. maybe they're in a point. Cause there's like, a couple of times I've tried to start some stuff and I'm like, I just don't, I don't know. And maybe I'm learning too, that I'm not a, or at least where I'm at is like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to, I think I have to get shit my dumb myself. Yeah. Other people have found great collaborators and I, maybe I'm finding like, ah, I could collaborate with you, but I don't know if it's the perfect yeah. fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think I'm a bad collaborator. I may be a lazy yeah. collaborator. I'll give me, I'll definitely call me out for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I definitely go through waves. I go through periods where maybe I find somebody, I'm like, oh, I'm just clicking with this person or I like creating with them and then start creating. And then there's times where I get frustrated by like scheduling and stuff. Like this podcast uh, I think is yeah. a good example of like, this is all on me. I just get the person yeah. and we talk where some people can have a podcast where they have two hosts or whatever. And I'm just, in my mind, I'm like scheduling, Fuck like that. creative Fuck agreement, that. like that, that, <laughs> yeah. And then there's times where I'm like, but now I'm lonely. Like now I want to get another creative mind to spruce something. Oh up. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm definitely like, maybe I've changed it, but I know in the past as a collaborator too, I'm, a, I'm, a, uh, I let my, I would let myself get rolled over. Mm-hmm. or walked over whatever the phrase is but right. definitely would never have fought from like my point of view I'd be like I'd like voice it yeah yeah a little bit and, and then, then if, if no they hears and if they were like didn't want I'd be like no I don't want it. I'd be like okay <laughs> and now I think I'm trying to train myself to fight for what I really want mm-hmm. and it just it doesn't mean it's working out just yet but I think yeah. I'm trying to start training myself to be like no that's just what I want yeah and go for it and see because it's like fuck if I'm gonna get anything out of my last Let's say I'll make it till 60. (laughs) What, 20 something years of my life? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I gotta like just go for it, right? You gotta be like, I'd rather be like, I made this and I stuck to it and it failed. Yeah. I can own it. Or if it succeeds, I'll be like, I'm glad that succeeded because I stuck to it. Yeah. I'm sort of, I know I'm I'm learning a lot in this last couple of years, like the last two almost. This is like, oh man, I've allowed a lot of people just to like, Mm-hmm. walk over me and not mm-hmm. and not even if they even knew they were it was right. just me allowing it uh-huh. but as a creator you can't do that you gotta own it yeah that's what i think i like about getting older it's like i know what i want now and i don't waste my time anymore that's i'm like good. How, may i ask how old you are you are I, a lady I'm so i'm turning 30 next month oh okay so welcome to the club that, yeah i'm going through that definitely of like are you freaking oh. out about 30 
You know, I I feel good about it, and then anytime I start to talk about it, I can feel myself freaking out a little bit. So I'm like, that's what, interesting. What are like the top three reasons you think you're like that arise when that those when that freak out starts oh, okay. to happen? I think the number one is I'm turning 30 and I'm questioning: Did I hit the goals? Am I satisfied with the goals I hit? In my 20s? okay. Um, and then Rash, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm making good progress. Everything's great. And then there's that fear of, yeah, but time's going to keep pushing. And then how am I going to feel when I'm like, I'm turning 40. How do I feel about oh, right. the goals that I've accomplished? And then I think uh, I'm not freaking out so much this anymore, but this was something that popped in my mind is like, do I, am I satisfied with my life choices? Cause I've, at this point I feel locked in, you know, it's like, yeah, like where you are know. you going to, but don't, but, but no I one's do. ever locked into, well, you yeah. should, right, but right, then right. also like anybody <laughs> can, can change anything at any yeah. time. Yeah. doesn't even mean you, I hear you. I mean, me, I'm like, I'm going to be an actor. I'm not, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And now I'm like adding a couple of things. And we talked about this briefly before you're in here. I'm, I'm sort of, or before we started recording uh, about sort of taking a little bit back step from comedy. Yeah. Not because in a little bit, it's like being self-aware of like, I don't want to get to a bitter place yeah. with where oh, my, I don't want to cause, get bitter. cause yeah. I know that I've had success. Totally. I yeah. definitely had some good successes in the, in the comedy community I'm part of, but then there, like I did hit like a place where I thought, Oh, now I'm getting sort of like removed from it. Mm-hmm. But rather I got to like take that as not like a fuck, they fucking hate me. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which is easily you fall oh, into. It's very. I gotta take it as more of just like things fucking naturally change. Yeah. I have to now make. I have to take control of what what I can, and that means. Yeah. If if I feel that it's gonna be more healthy and beneficial for me to take a step back and focus on something else like general acting, not general, that's dumb, but like <laughs> general. just giving it more that focus and yeah. getting back into an acting class, which I'm not, which I am and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, then so be it. Don't hold it against anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or any, cause anything. even then they don't really have control over anything either. And you they know? were never, and nobody's, nobody does. Nobody's, a fucking <laughs> a, nobody's like a sniper yeah. going like, you know what? I'm going to pick off Mark David Christensen's <laughs> career. Let's pick it off. Well, I think going back to what you're saying about taking control too, is like, I think it's easy to give power to other people to be like, you validate me, you make my career happen, you do this. And then giving away that power, like you're making the choice to give someone else that power. You have the power to like change things or whatever. And I think it's easy, uh, with certain like comedy institutions to be like, to give all that power and be like, this is the place that's going to change everything. But again, at the end of the day, they don't have that much control either. No, they don't. Um, And they're just trying to do the best at what they're doing. Yeah, totally. But it feels comforting to be like, Oh, it's easier to give this person like this institution. Oh, it's so easy. It's so much easier to do that. We could go off on a whole stint and have like, that's that's the problem with the exist with (laughs) believing in God. But okay. Uh, That's probably a good, Point to end <laughs> yeah, I love I love ending on like a yeah. questionary controversial controversial think? statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely an upcoming episode about Christianity. So uh, oh, exciting. Yeah. Good luck. Great. I know. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming up. Of course. Thanks for having me, Cassie. <laughs> of course. That's the show. Thanks again, Mark David Christensen, for coming on and talking about Saga. Isn't that an awesome comic book series? Guys, go check it out. It's only $2.99, thanks to Brian K. Vaughn. Keeping that price set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a reminder, you can follow Mark David Christensen on Twitter and Instagram at Hobbit138. Be sure to check out his podcast, I Will Watch Anything Once. My episode should be coming out soon. And if you haven't seen Bernie, check out Bernie. 
it is one of my favorite movies. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Cassie Jerkins. And please go to iTunes and rate and review Dumb Nerds. It'll help us become more visible because we're baby. Have a great week, folks. I'll see you next week. Bye. a boardwalk audio podcast for more information and shows visit boardwalkaudio.com don't forget to rate and subscribe now